Hello, this is Derek Thorne with the Audio Journal of Infectious Disease reporting from the 2006 Interscience Conference on Antimicrobial Agents and Chemotherapy held here in San Francisco. This is the first of a daily news service coming direct from the meeting. And let's begin with some findings that might help physicians prevent Clostridium difficile infection by avoiding the use of antibiotics that seem to encourage this bacterium. Roger Baxter of Kaiser Permanente in Northern California and his colleagues used a large data set to work out which antibiotics are associated with a greater risk of C. difficile infection. And Dr. Baxter presented the study here at ICAC. It was a retrospective cohort study of Kaiser Permanente population of 3 million over four years, 2001 to 2004. And it uh, encompassed basically 3 million people in our region, which is 1% of the American population. So what we did was we looked at all people who had a positive test for C. diff. And then all of those people had to have had antibiotics. Now it had to be their first test because if it was an old test for C. diff, it might have been caused by some other thing. So we had made sure that they only had a test within the last year. And then we looked at all the antibiotics that they had and we statistically analyzed whether or not those antibiotics were more associated with causing C. diff. Now we know that there are multiple other factors associated with acquisition and disease from this organism. So we tried our best to control for those confounding issues. Okay, now your, your findings, firstly looking at the antibiotics which you found were the greatest risk, which, which were those and what were the numbers there? Well, the first one, now we had expected to find that clindamycin was the worst, because in most studies that's what's been found. But in our study we actually found that imipenem, which is in the class called carbapenems, came out number one with an odds ratio over three. That means that if a person were to get imipenem, along with any other mix of antibiotics, that their chance of getting Clostridium difficile colitis with a positive test is a three times greater than it would have been if they hadn't gotten that antibiotic. And there are also another three in, in that table with a slightly lesser odds ratio. What were those? The second one was ceftazidime, which is a third generation cephalosporin used to treat pseudomonas infections usually. It's used in seriously ill patients. The third one was clindamycin, which we had expected, and the fourth one was moxifloxacin, which is a quinolone, which is a class of antibiotics that's commonly used in the hospital, and it's also used in outpatients as well. And then also there was an interesting, kind of right at the other end of the scale, uh, an interesting effect of doxycycline. I mean, yeah. it, was that actually protective? Right. Now, I think people would argue that people who get doxycycline are different than other people. And, but we really try to control for those differences. But I, I do agree, I mean, doxycycline is not a commonly used hospital antibiotic, and this was hospital antibiotics. Um, and still, it looked like uh, in our analysis that doxycycline was possibly protective. I think that uh, te tetracyclines were possibly protective. Now, the the thing that that makes me think is that some of the newer tetracyclines that have come out, there's some new antibiotics that are tetracycline class that they may want to study to look and see if those are truly protective. So should these data have any clinical impact and or to what extent at least? Well, usually we use imipenem and ceftazidime only when it's a very seriously ill patient. 
and clindamycin and moxifloxacin may be used in different, many different situations. Yeah, I think that at least preliminarily, this is uh, just the first look at the data. We're going to expand our database and try to shrink our confidence intervals. I think that this gives clinicians an idea that what they thought was true probably is true, that very broad spectrum antibiotics generally are associated with a higher risk of Clostridium difficile, and that clindamycin is also associated with that. And when the clinician is trying to make up his or her mind which antibiotic to use, he can think, well, maybe I should avoid this one and use a different one, particularly if the hospital's having an outbreak of C. diff. Roger Baxter of Kaiser Permanente in Northern California. Now, could a protein concentrate obtained from the humble cow help prevent relapse of Clostridium difficile infection? Researchers in Holland think it could. The substance in question is not unlike milk powder, but it is taken from cows that have been primed in a particular way, as I found out from Leiden University Medical Center's Jap van Dissel. What I talk today about is an immune whey protein concentrate that's raised in cows by immunizing cows and um, is intended to be used as a medical food in the dietary management of uh, C. diff diarrhea, especially uh, in the prevention of relapses of diarrhea. Okay, and, and what is it about this substance that is, is actually having an effect against C. difficile? Well, the immunization process in the cows raises the antibodies in the milk. Uh, these antibodies are concentrated, a milk powder is produced, and this milk powder contains high levels of secretory IgA antibodies against the uh, bug as well as its toxins that are causing the disease. So the idea is that when you give the antibodies to the patient by uh, reconstituting the powder into milk, the patient drinks the milk, the milk reaches the colon, and in the colon the product uh, should neutralize the activity of the cytotoxic toxins and thus prevent uh, relapses or prevent disease. Now, before we talk about your results in humans, um, what kind of preliminary data did you have on this substance? We have preliminary data on the concentration of the antibodies. We uh, have shown and already published that the antibodies actually neutralizes the cytotoxicity of the C. diff toxins in vitro. We have animal data indicating that the antibodies protect hamsters against the lethal C. diff-induced cystitis, colitis in hamsters. And we had initial studies in uh, patients with relapsing periods of diarrhea that were really against the wall and uh, uh, we offered this, this particular treatment. So now then, what have you found in, in uh, human patients? In the humans we did a study looking basically at the safety of the product but of course also looking at the preliminary efficacy of the product. Um, the safety of the product um, looks quite good. In, in fact uh, it, it, it's basically the same as uh, other milk powder, has the same concentration of antibodies but only has the uh, high level of specificity can C. diff. So safety was not an issue. Then we looked at the preliminary efficacy and found up to now that we see an about 50% reduction in relapse rates of C. diff in the patient that were treated as compared to a uh, contemporary control group that did not receive this treatment. What firstly do you think are the implications of this at the moment? I mean, is this something that needs to be tested further before we could see it used? 
I think it should be tested further. Um, we hope to perform uh, very soon now a randomized placebo-controlled trial, which of course would in the end uh, settle all uh, questions regarding efficacy. And again, it's, it's been developed as a medical food. It's not a pharmaceutical, it's a medical food uh, that can be added uh, either perhaps in the prevention of C. diff uh, diarrhea as well as in the uh, prevention of um, relapses of C. diff diarrhea in patients that already suffered an initial episode. And finally, th this general method of, of raising this substance in cows, I mean, could that be used in, 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 in any other areas of infectious disease as well? Well, in fact, um, it was already used in different areas, and I guess the uh, main problem in uh, things like this is always what kind, of, what kind of alternatives there are, and uh, how to make a cost-effective uh, product. And I guess in many of the other um, areas that have been tested, for instance, in ETEC, which is uh, travel-associated diarrhea, and this was a study done by Tackett and published in New England uh, some years ago already, it also shows efficacy of this kind of approach, but but then again, it's probably too costly to compare with ordinary antibiotics. However, when you're in a relapsing bout of diarrhea due to C. diff and already tried multiple antibiotics, I guess it might be an alternative uh, as, as a new treatment modality, basically modifying the uh, bowel, uh, making it more hos uh, less hospitable, I guess I should say, to the C. diff and its toxins. That's Jap van Dissel of the Leiden University Medical Center. And that's all for today's report from the ICAC conference in San Francisco. But there will be daily reports from me, Derek Thorne, on the Audio Journal of Infectious Disease. So until tomorrow, it's goodbye.